welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hey, good morning, detailers. What you're going to hear today in the episode is an interview with Mr. Rob Schrufer. Some call him the sleeping giant of the industry. We do a weekly, eh, sometimes bi-weekly uh, vlog with him on how to help young detailers with growing up a team. All right, so when we say young detailers, we don't necessarily mean age, just young in business because the majority of detailers have been in business in five to 10 years, right? So. In terms of business long-term, that's very young. So a lot of us are young businessmen. And so in this vlog series with Rob, we're talking about growing a team. So you can check out that series on Total Auto Solutions IGTV and go there and hear the past episodes with Rob. He has over 100 people on his team, right? That's 100 detailers. So... Quite an awesome story of a guy just starting to clean cars one day and bartend at night and clean cars the next day. That's the way he got started. So anyway, hopefully you enjoyed this. This is about Rob talking about how to fill out the SBA paperwork and the different ways that detailers with team members should be responding to the payroll crisis. Mr. Rob Schufer, welcome back. Uh, thank you, as always, for the time that you're spending. Uh, how's the connection? We good? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that started out the way you did, right? Just you by yourself and bringing in somebody. A lot of those guys might be in that situation now, and it's tough to be. You know, we're, we're early stages. This is what, April 9th, 10th? Something around there? The 9th. The ninth of, uh, you know, three weeks, some are going into their fourth week of the lockdown or the recession is imminent, like it's on its way. Uh, if it's not already here, uh, it's going to be brutal. So thanks, man, for the time that uh, you're spending to help these guys learn and especially about around building a team. Now it's almost how to survive with a team, yeah. right? Like, uh, how you maintain your team. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, anything fun off the wall uh, before we get into that? Anything you've been doing with uh, your quarantine, new habits, or anything fun that's uh, different for Mr. Schufer? Not really. I've been playing more video games than normal. Okay. What have you been playing? <laughs> I don't really have time for that, so, you know, it's nice to, you know, and playing sports with the kids and stuff, you know, stuff you just don't normally have time for. Uh-huh. What, uh, what games you been playing? Uh, me and my son have been playing Crash Bandicoot. You remember the old PlayStation 1 game? So they released it for PlayStation 4 where it's all three of the games together. So we've been playing that. Okay. And NHL hockey. Okay. No Fortnite? No Fortnite? No, he's, he's only seven. We don't let him play that. Ah. Oh, you know, there's no blood and guts. You know, it's, it's just, you know, people just fall down. That's it. You know, it's nobody's dying, you know. I get it. I get it. Uh, I've I have definitely spent a lot more time playing Fortnite. 
it's been fun uh, and sort of a way to connect with my kids since they came in for spring break uh, right before the lockdown. Um, they were able to make it back to Florida literally like days before. And so we spent, you know, a couple weeks ago when they were here, we spent almost every night playing. So now, you know, it's fun to get on and try and play with them at night, but at the same time manage time, right? We've got yeah. we've got a lot of struggles going on, which creates a lot of opportunity. It's tough a lot of times as business owners to realize, hey, we got some more free time. How do I spend it? You know, and yeah. where do I do? Because you know we got a lot going on that we need to be working with uh, for our business. So let's dive in today to talking about this opportunity that we're hearing from. Uh, well, you can go to government sites, you can just go to anybody that has a business, you can go to Facebook groups. There is supposedly a stimulus type check on its way for people if they do the right paperwork and fill out the right stuff. Uh, it's yeah. going to be different for somebody that doesn't have team members as opposed to those that do, as opposed to then ones that have even more, right? So, but let's walk through, man. Thank you. Great suggestion from what you've done and how you're applying for these uh, government programs. Let's go over them at first. What are the ones that you want to talk about? Well, the easiest one is the emergency disaster relief one, the 10,001. They call it the EIDL. Um, really, all you have to do is go online to, to the SBA site, put in your EIN number, and put in your bank account information, and they're supposed to deposit $10,000 to you. What so, site is that? Uh, to the SBA site, and it, small business administration site. You don't even have to have a, a current SBA loan, or you do. No, this is this is for anyone who owns a business. You can just go online to there, and you put in. You just you have to verify that you've had a business longer than like a month, and if that's true, you qualify for the ten thousand dollars. Okay, so do you know the site? Do you know, like... Yeah, it's sba.gov. Just sba.gov. Is there yeah. any place on the or page just, that we need to look for, or just... It'll say emergency disaster relief. It's it's all they're doing right now. So okay. all you have to do is, 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 as long as... I think all states have, have claimed a major disaster now. So, you know, they were supposed to have it to you within a day or two. They, you know, obviously with hundreds of millions of people applying for it, that hasn't happened. I haven't gotten it yet. But they say that it's... It's just an easy deposit $10,000 in your account. Okay, that was going to be the question because we've asked around, uh, have you heard of anybody getting these checks yet? Uh, yeah. I mean, so there's a whole lot of conspiracy theorists that are going, ooh, red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> I, I just think they overwhelm the system. Okay. You know, I mean... I don't know. Uh, you know, unfortunately, $10,000 makes a huge difference to, to, some, yeah. to some small guys. Like, that's that's the difference of making it and not making it. Uh -huh. So, you know, they're talking maybe you have to you have to figure it out later on later taxes and, you know, do that kind of stuff that you have to, you, you, you know, you, you may have to claim it later and, and find a way to, you know, it'll come out of your taxes. I don't know. But, you know, if you can take it right now, you take it right now. So that's what one of the great questions. So you don't know, or do, is there any theories like what you mentioned on taxes? Like, 
we know that the government's not going to give us free money, right? Like, where do we have to pay it back? What are the, you know, what does that look like? Are we just taking it as income and then paying back on sales tax? You know. Yeah, the problem is I don't think the government knows. <laughs> you know, like, that's really what a lot of these problems are. They're, they're making new rules for this stuff, like, daily because, because of how much issue there is with everything. I mean, the SBA site's crashing all the time because so many people are applying. You know, I think they're just swamped. So, you know, you've got to take what you can get. You, you know, even if there's a chance I can get $10,000 right now, why not? Yeah. You know. All right. So they just go to SBA.gov, find that, click it, and go. Uh, yep. In there is that. Now, what's the payroll one? That's different, right? Yes. The payroll protection is, is very different. So what it is, if you have W-2 employees, actual staff, what you can do is um, – That sounded like a very on. professional phone, man. Like that was like a landline – Office phone right there is what that was. It's so I can hear it over the noise of generators and power washers and all that kind of stuff. Nice. Um, so uh, you have to go through your bank. So every bank has a different process. They did this so that rather than go through the government because they figured the bank could get you the money faster. So what you have to do is you have to fill out. A lot of times what they require is your 941s, which is your um, – your payroll records, quarterly payroll records uh, from from your payroll company, and then your 940, which is your end-of-the-year report for 2019. So what they do is they take your 940, which will give you your total payroll paid for the year, and then you divide it by 12 to get your average monthly payroll, and then you take that number and you multiply it by two and a half months. So you take your average monthly and multiply it by 2.5. And that's the amount of loan you are eligible for to get from the government um, in this. So for somebody with a very large payroll, mine is significant. Mine's almost half a million dollars that I'm eligible for. Wow. So with that, their requirements are that you, you can only use 75 – you have to use 75% of it for payroll. Yeah. You can use the other 25% to cover interest on loans, uh, utilities, um, rent, things like that. So, And then at the end of all this, they're going to try to figure out whether or not what you – if you used it for correct things. So here, so here's the real caveat. If, if you use it all correctly, it will probably be forgiven and you, you're good to go. If you don't and let's say you use it – partially wrong or totally wrong, it then becomes a 1% loan. But I can tell you, I don't have any loans or line of credit that run anywhere near yeah. 1%. So even if I totally use it for the wrong thing, I'm still in a better boat than I was when before having it because a 1% loan is unheard of. You know, some of my stuff, some of these credit cards go as high as 20%. Yeah, I think my cards are like 18, 16, because uh, yeah. I had filled them out. I've never gotten them readjusted, right? I filled them out early in the career where you're, you're, you don't have much credit, yeah. and so they ding you for a higher percentage. I just try my best not to really keep a, a, a lot. You know, we try and pay it off every single month. That's what we try and do. But yeah. 
but having something like that would be an extra backup or for guys like even just to, to operate on, to be able to operate on a 1% interest loan is, is unheard of, right? You just, you'll never yeah. find that again. How like, but let's talk about managing this type of debt though. Okay. So maybe these guys or gals, right? I always say guys, but maybe detailers are listening and they go, okay, but I don't, I don't really run off a of debt. Maybe, you know, maybe they're a mobile guy that has some debt on some trailers or a van or, you know, operational, but their regular expenses, they don't have overhead and debt on. What do they do with that money? Well, you, so if you have to pay it back, then you just take it and give it back. Okay. You know, like the goal is the, the purpose of this is so that you can continue to pay your staff if you're not working. Okay. That's why they're giving it to you to say, okay, here's, here's the money. We want you to keep your people on full time. Can detailers, right? If this is where it depends then on how they set up their business. The detailer themselves can consider themselves an employee if the LLC, S-Corp, Power, whatever it is, pays them a salary. So then that detailer actually could use that money for their own income also. Yes. They're considered an employee. Yes. If they set it so, up that way. Yes. And that's – and. and as your business grows, you should be paying yourself as an employee anyways. You know, like you, you should be doing that. You should stop taking draws and you should put yourself on payroll yeah. and, and, and do it like that. One, for one of these reasons. Two, I actually mean you talked about it. I did look into it. So some states, as long as your business is closed, you as a business owner, if you're a W-2 employee, are allowed to file unemployment. So you can also get $600 a week from the government plus whatever your your state is. So I know some states are as high as $500. So you could be getting $1,100 a week in unemployment on top of this stuff. So you just have to be smart about what you're doing. You know, like some people are like, ah, oh, taking advantage. But the, but the government created these programs for this specific reason. This is, you know, why you should do things like this. Yeah. Okay. So what stuff have you, you know, began to plan for with that, right? Have you, you, do you know, you don't know when you're getting it or what that, yeah, because I've tried to contact my bank. I've had multiple meetings, supposed to have emails, phone calls that never got returned. I'm having a struggle on that part, getting the bank to even sit down with me. And I'm hearing it's because so much of that will be non-forgiven will be forgiven and the banks are going, well, wait, we're investing all this time, but we're not going to make any money on it. So they're not really even helping. What bank do you have? Uh, it's Bank of Oklahoma. Uh, they're a regional, um, yeah. you know, so. See, I have Bank of America and Bank of America has an online portal for it. So I went in, I, I there was a, a one button click, hey, I'm interested in this. Bank of America sent me an email with access to the portal. It gave me a list of things I needed to upload. I uploaded them, and they said, okay, we'll get back to you. And, you know, I'm just waiting to hear back. So my process was fairly easy. Mm -hmm. You know, that's one of the things about having a bigger bank is, is they're in line. I saw something that said that Bank of America had already had $53 billion in applications for this. 
And so that's what I think is a great point. We've got to realize it's not just us putting in our stuff, right? I mean, we're now, you're going to have to depend on that relationship with the bank if there is one and which bank you went for, right? Like mine might just not be strong enough, like your, your point. Yeah. Right? Well, they uh, have to have the money to loan it. I know that at one point, a lot of Wells Fargo stopped taking them for a little bit because they were, they were leveraged out. They didn't have any more money to, to give, and that's a big bank. So, you know, what you've got to know is everyone is doing this. So, you know, you want to get in as early as you can to get in line. And, you know, since the government is um, guaranteeing this and not you, there's a lot less paperwork than what goes through a normal bank because the government is the guarantor, not, not you or me. So even, even if you default on this, it, it, it's not against your credit. Huh. Huh. That's that's good to know. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, not that you plan on doing that. But <laughs> this is this is a lifeline. It's it, it if if everything works out like they say, which is which is still a big if. You know, it, it's a lifeline for a lot of businesses and a lot of your staff. You can now afford to pay your staff the you know the money that that they need, and you can get some money to help pay your bills. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and that one, they need to guidelines for how anybody goes about starting that process. If they haven't, they're just now hearing about it. And you have what to it, go to your bank. Go to your bank. And, and a lot of banks are requiring that you have a business account with them. You can't just go to any bank and, you know, you can't just have been using your personal account. So if there was ever, I mean, it's too late now, but if there was ever a reason that you don't run stuff like this out of a personal account, this is... This is why you should have a business account tied to your business because that is a requirement for a lot of these, um, you know, a lot of the banks. Okay. So okay. they just need to walk in, but a lot of lobbies are closed, so they got to go through the drive-thru. Well, they're you actually know, telling call. you not to go to the bank. You, you need to go online okay. and, and talk and do it online because they're saying don't go to the bank the local banking center will not help you yeah that's that's really what i'm finding like i went to my bank three different locations and like i said they're a pretty regional big bank they're in multi-states around the area and they're you know they're they're pretty big uh but not near as big as the ones you mentioned earlier and i mean they're shut down they ain't calling me back like it it ain't going yeah. good so you know there's gonna need to be research online yeah, I will. I will. Uh, there's we we filled out some paperwork and we started doing some stuff, but then you know it's it. I just needed somebody from the bank to help me with the rest, and I guess so I don't know. just knowing sort of how your business is set up, I don't know if it applies to 1099 employees because I think I remember you telling me you had a bunch. A lot of your guys were 1099s, right? Right, but I myself am. In a paid employee, yeah. but then we contract out. You're right. Like that's the way I've set up my business. Very few actual W two or W four, whichever I forget, employees. And mostly we contract those out uh, to services or agencies or or other businesses that we we have a partnership with in a sense. You know, like contract. So I, I heard that 1099 employees are having a hard time because they're mm -hmm. not eligible right. under your business right. and a lot of them don't have bank accounts or carry their own stuff that they're mm -hmm. really supposed to cover. Mm -hmm. So without a, without a business bank account, 
you're kind of hanging in the wind because if you, because none of the banks will talk to you and you don't qualify through um, through your business. So a lot of 1099 guys are kind of uh, are in a little bit of trouble because they're kind of stuck in a gray area. Uh-huh. And that's I had to have that talk with multiple ones of them when we were, especially my bookkeeper, right? So my bookkeeper is a 1099 type. She's got her own business and we're just one of her accounts. And that's what she found out from her side. Like, we don't think that anything that I get will be able to, you know, but I will and take that 1%, right? Like, I'll still do it and take the 1%. Unfortunately, we do have a business account and I do pay myself as an employee. So we should be okay. And then I can repurpose some of that money if it ever gets here, right? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's your plans for uh, the rest of the week and moving into the weekend? Anything business-wise that you've got some focus on of, of what you're wanting to get done? Um, we put up some ads um, for Highlight, <laughs> and we're going to try to um, cherry-pick some some really good staff that are currently unemployed. You know, I mean, now's a good time. People are unsure. They're looking. They have nothing better to do. You know, if, if you're looking to expand and, and make sure, like I said before, come out of this running, you need to have the staff to do it. So if you can get, if you can cherry pick a few like top guys from other places that, that aren't working or, you know, have, have laid people off, now's a good chance. Yeah. Now's a good time to kind of trim some fat too. So you can lay people off without much penalty and not have to not be required to bring them back. Uh, so... That, that's a really great idea about the cherry picking part. Let's dive into that for a brief second before we, we head out. Uh, when we're trying to build a team, you're basically saying you're taking a moment and you're going, okay, we've got a lot of problems, right? There's a lot of anxiety coming here with we're not sure how business is going to go. But if, if you're experiencing that, that means everybody else is. And some people haven't been able to survive already and have closed their doors or detailers have lost their job at other locations, and you're saying, hey guys, take a moment, and while you're doing all this and trying to do this, go see if you can just snag some really great guys that have good skills at detailing and just need a job, and maybe you can find an avenue for them and snag a really great team member. Yeah, there's no harm in putting up an ad and seeing what you get. We put up an ad and we got 147 applications in one day. You know, we're not calling all those people. We're looking for the diamonds, and they're out there. So, you know, you you find one or two of those, and, and you know, you get them on board and, and get them going. And when this is over, you've got a few really solid people that came, that other people trained and got set up, and they got their experience, and you can probably get them at a fairly reasonable price right now, too. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely can get them less than they, they might have been making before. Just They just want a job. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because like you said, a, a lot of companies are already out of business, and it's only going to get worse. So, you know, a little guy who, who only had one other person and this was their best person is now out of business, and that good person need, needs a place to go. Well, it might as well be me. Yeah, definitely. All right, Rob. Thank you, man. Uh, appreciate the time as always. Uh, where do people find you on social? Just Rob Schrufer at Facebook. That's yeah. mostly where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Rob Schrufer on Facebook. 
So uh, have you gotten into, are you into a lot of the Facebook groups or no? Do you do that or no? Uh, sometimes, you know, I mean, now that I'm, a lot of times I join them and then just mute them because th- there's so much obnoxiousness. But, uh, you know, now, now that I have more time and I'm just sitting on my phone sometimes, I go through them and, and you know, add some input and do things like that. Uh, uh, One of the ones I've been checking out is, is modified power wheels. I'm looking to upgrade my kids' power wheels with some bigger engines and bigger batteries and stuff. So it's like, you know, there's some time to join some odd things that I normally wouldn't do, but I'm like, oh, how do I make my kids' power wheel do 40 miles an hour? Nice, man. I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're doing that, and I'm in the one that's uh, the detailer's cookbook for the quarantine. <laughs> oh, I got it. Yeah, that's a super fun one. Everybody's posting food. I think the best, though, was this guy. I think it was this morning. So what's really funny is there's people in there that are super serious about their food, myself included. But then there's people that are doing full-on, like, videos of how they did stuff. And it's super cool to watch. And then there's a guy that hopped on today and goes, yeah. I was super high and I toasted a bagel and made peanut butter and jelly. You guys should do it. <laughs> I'm like, I like that guy. <laughs> like, cool, man. Now that's a detailer right there. <laughs> All right, man. Have a great day and uh, stay safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. All right, cool. I'll talk to you next week. See you, man. Ooh.